All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to quick takes, we were having a conversation over the last half hour about preaching from the pulpit and how mm-hmm. we feel about that. And Deborah called in just as we were uh, ending the conversation. We wanted to make sure we heard from Deborah up there in Royalton, right on Highway 10. Deborah, go ahead. I belong to a denomination that is, um, would be considered progressive. And while my pastor never preaches from the, or I mean, preaches politics, it, our denomination does facilitate activism, and we're very concerned about social justice. And, you know, so things like um, petitions to sign or letters to send to policymakers, and it would be not religious issues, mm-hmm. but, you know, air quality, water quality, right. um, people <laughs> equality or equity. And and so there's a fine line yep. between supporting a candidate and supporting the causes that might or might not be represented by a particular party. Great point, Deborah. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you, Deborah. And that, but again, like sadly, even those issues are political issues. So they can be. Yes, yeah. of course. Yes. But that's she brings up a good point. But isn't that what also like religious organizations do? You're active in the community. Right. You take care of the community. You do charitable acts. So right for what should be good yeah. causes. It's hard to separate. Yep. It's hard to separate. But we're talking about the obvious. But sorry, go ahead, David. Let's do quick takes. Let's have some fun. You weren't having fun before. I'm but who fun. gets to decide? Who gets to decide what the good causes are in my church? The good causes are different mm. than in your church. That's it, and it puts me across the aisle from you. Okay. The pastor gets Screw quick again. takes. Let's keep this going. <laughs> Come on. Let's get mad. It's Friday. An article by HDTV Today lists the 20 best mid-sized cities in the U.S. And our own Minneapolis <clears throat> excuse me, is on the list. It says this. City dwellers are on the move to downtown Minneapolis. This mid-sized city has been adding residents left and right who are attracted to the blend of urban lifestyle with Midwestern values. Of course, nature is a big part of the appeal. It's a land of 10,000 lake, and it's a cinch that you could go for a run, walk, cycle, or even cross-country ski on your lunch break. Jordana, is this an accurate depiction of Minneapolis? Yeah. Yeah. I think Minneapolis is a very, I mean, I don't know that you could go for a quick cycle. I guess if you have the fat tires, you know, like in, in, in winter, I don't know if that anyone's running, you know, in 30 below, there are people that are doing it, but yes, I think we are a very active city. We are a very accessible city. Um, yeah, I think it's accurate. Yes. Do you, Adam? Uh, yeah, getting there. I think a lot of downtowns mm-hmm. are doing this very same thing, that this is not just a Minneapolis problem, that it's a very... It's a problem for mid and big bigger cities too, of rethinking, reimagining, quote unquote, what downtowns are. And yeah, I th- and look, this city absolutely is pushing that. And you may not like it if you drive a car down in Minneapolis because mm-hmm. clearly the roads are 
less and less for cars nowadays and more for pedestrians and bicycles, which is evidence of exactly what they're doing. The Portland Trailblazers are one of the worst teams in the NBA this year. They have just 10 wins all season, but yesterday was a new low. Last night, the Thunder beat the Trailblazers by final score of 139-77. to That's a 62-point margin. And to be honest, it could have been worse. The score after three periods was also quarters, a 62 David, Quarters, per- Quarters, yes, yeah, sorry. Come I got on. hockey mm. out of mine. Uh Going into the forest with 118 to 56. That's after the third quarter or period, as you could say. Uh, Trailblazers are heading to Minnesota to play the Timberwolves tonight. My question for you, Adam, if you were at a game like that, that with a huge margin, are you like celebrating how historic and crazy it is that it's so lopsided, or are you disappointed that you're not at a competitive game? Uh, you want a competitive game if you're there, but no, it's, I guess, is it your team? I mean, do you want your team to just smoke another team? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If it's the Portland Trailblazers <laughs> and you're, it's a team that doesn't have a lot of superstars, then I think you want your team to beat that team handily. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the competitive games are more exciting games. So no, I think you want, you want the competitive game. So it's exciting. I think I would have been disappointed if, you know, you're up by 62 after three. You're like, oh, let's go for 80. Let's go for the jugular at that point, right? Yeah. No? Yeah. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to. I like handily winning. Sometimes it's too stressful to watch sports. You want, I mean, maybe if it's a good game, but it's always nice when your team is ahead. Oh, the stress is the fun of it, though. I know. Mm. When it's close and dramatic. But I see I your point, though. Stress. Sometimes you're like, yeah. I don't need to be like... You just want to win. Enough in my life to worry about. Get it. A day after parting ways with legendary coach Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots have chosen... Gerard Mayo as his successor. Mayo is just 37 years old and will be formally introduced at a news conference next week. He will be the youngest coach in the NFL at 37. Uh, The question is for you, Jordana. Have you ever seen this in your life, the moment when a long uh, long and meaningful relationship ends and your former lover is moving on with a newer, younger person, younger partner. You ever, you ever been on either side of that scenario, Jordana? Gee, David, I think you know I have. <laughs> wow! No, I didn't know you had. I don't know anything about your love history. I think you do. No, I um, don't. I yes, but you know what? Move forward. If they want a younger. Not always hotter, not always better version, um, then all the power to them. You know what? You move forward in the way that you need to move forward, and he will move forward in the way he needs to move forward. And and happiness is the greatest. I, I don't like the word revenge. I don't think people need that. But happiness is the greatest thing you can accomplish in your life and should be our goal. 
So that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) I feel like I should stay out of this. I don't know what's going on here, but no, uh, I agree with what Jordana said. Thank you. Adam, are you feeling unfulfilled in your current employment? Do you yearn to see more of the country? Yes. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Well, the Oscar Mayer uh, Wiener Mobile mm. needs a new driver. They're hiring yes, right. uh, several drivers to drive its iconic 27-foot-long hot dog-shaped vehicle around the country to various events and activities. Uh, salary is uh, almost $36,000, so it'd be a nice pay hike for you. Are you interested <laughs> in switching careers to be the driver? I mean, if it, is it part-time? Can I do it part I mean, that's pretty good. I don't think so. You have to go to like forty events, like forty events every year. I mean, you're in the Wienermobile, (laughs) so you're doing parades. I assume per diem, so you can buy some hot dogs along the way. Yeah, we love the Wienermobile, don't we? Um, No, I'm not doing that. How much is it? Thirty six grand. Nah, (laughs) I'm not. But that would be a fun job and a great way to see the country. And I think. What a great experience to to even like vlog that and show people your travels all around. I mean, for somebody who is a little more carefree than I at that point in their life, I think that'd be a great job. Because also, that's a job, Adam, where if you're driving the Wienermobile. Everybody loves you. Everybody's happy to see everybody you. Everybody loves you. Hey, Honking hey, at you, waving at right. you. Everybody's smiling. Showing you, you know, their wiener. Even the jerks in traffic. You're really not getting okay. the finger if you cut somebody off. You know, driving the Wienermobile all across the country, that's a good gig. Life is good. <laughs> yep. So go be a wiener. Who doesn't love a big wiener? <laughs> that's two times there. Ah, the FCC is on line four for me, so uh, I'll be right back. Uh, Jordana, what's coming up next? Because i got to go talk to the FCC. Right. I have a question. Do you guys like your George Foreman grills? The kids bought me a George Foreman grill for Hanukkah. And I've, I've got some questions. They still make Let's them? Let's chat That's next. my question. They still make them? <laughs> they still make them, wow. yes. <laughs> and we'll find out if George Foreman is still alive. Is he still alive? Yes, he is. i got to Google yes. that. Yeah, oh, okay. Good, 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 good. I don't love it. The kids got me a George Foreman grill for Hanukkah. And I've been using it. And I thought I was using it wrong. Did you ask for that or was that just like a surprise gift? No, but I've been making more like tacos and quesadillas and I've been doing more like paninis and sandwiches at home. And I think, I mean, it was really a good idea because I've been cooking more because I'm home more. And I think it was really a good, it was a good gift. But I am shocked at how crappy this product really is. (laughs) Wow. The George Foreman grill, I mean. No, that's what I mean. The George Foreman Grill. I mean, I think I had one right after college when I lived in a small apartment. God knows I probably didn't even have a stove. I had one. You know, I, I lived in a – I'm about to curse, David. Be careful. Uh, the, I mean, the apartment, roaches, New York City, really bad. Maybe I had a George – but that was a long time ago. You know, this was in the mid-90s. So George was making the grill then, and he's still making it, and it seems like it's not any better. Do you have one, Adam? I had one. I used it all the time, but I know what you're going to say. Did? Is Oh, yeah. I Like, this is back when not even that long ago. In fact, I don't think I still, I think I parted ways with the George Foreman grill. But no, I used to, we'd cook, uh, I'd cook like hamburger patties on there and brats and various And it was things. good? Good enough. I mean, it's almost like single okay. guy life, you know, like. 
hey, where you're telling yourself you're cooking for yourself and you're really right. doing right. the minimal amount of effort. But you're right. The, the minimal. You yeah. just plug yeah. it in and it's on. You can't control how hot it's going to be. Right. That's the, that was the thing. Like it just, In the instructions, it says, turn it to max. Okay, then why do you have min or or lower if you're it's always on max? Like it should just be an on off button, uh, which it doesn't have. So you turn it to max, but then if you put you know like like spray cooking spray or something on it, it like burns and it's smoke. Mark ran into the kitchen and he's like, "What's happening?" But that's how we were supposed to use it. And so I am confused that why George has not improved the George Foreman grill. If you guys are still using it. Am I using it wrong? I have lots of questions. And David or Adam, apparently I'm not the only one because you said when I was complaining about the George Foreman grill yesterday because I brought leftovers that I had made. Look, and the quesadillas, by the way, were delicious. So the George Foreman grill did execute, except it took like two hours to make eight quesadillas because you have to heat it up every time and the cooking surface isn't all that big. So I had lots of issues, whatever. The quesadillas were good. I had one left over yesterday for lunch, but... I'm not the only one because there was a comedian who did a whole bit about the George Foreman grill, right? Yeah. Right, Adam? I saw uh, – this is – in fact, it's funny you were mentioning this because I think it was just a week ago I saw this guy with his take on the George Foreman grill. And he pretty much nails everything that's wrong with it. Back in the day, I'm sure all of you, I had a George Foreman grill. That was was everything. Uh, That was how I learned to cook. you could tell by the, from the grill that George really didn't have a lot of help with this thing. <laughs> he just kind of came up with the whole idea. He's like, he just walked into an appliance factory. I got an idea for a grill. We're going to put it on an angle. Let's go. <laughs> and nobody, nobody helped him. They're like, all right. <laughs> Sounds good. Nobody stood up and said, hey, George, uh, how about an on and off switch? <laughs> Nope. No. No on and off switch. You plug it in and it's on. You unplug it. Make it take a couple hours to cool down, all right? It does. Put it on an angle. That's all we need to think about. No one stood up. What about hey, what about a thermostat, George, with like a range of different temperatures for different foods? No, one temperature is all you're going to need with this grill. <laughs> so good. 50 degrees. That's a Lachlan Patterson, by the way. And he goes on to say, you know, the <laughs> the problem with the Foreman grill, though, you can't clean the dang thing. It's impossible it's so to clean. Mm-hmm. Now, our, mm-hmm. our friend Paul, voiceover guy, says they love theirs. And the, he says the inside part comes out in his dishwasher safe. Well, there must be advancements really? then in the George Foreman grill. The one I had, not only could you, you couldn't. You couldn't clean it because it's so hard. And you couldn't even, like, separate the top part, and the top part is heavy. So you'd go to clean, and it would slam down onto you. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's it's rickety. Like, it doesn't yeah. it open and close, so you're always afraid hey, you're going to burn yourself. And it does get really hot. Someone is saying, well, if Paul says, I mean, I just got this as a gift. If Paul says it's dishwasher safe, I have to look into that. And then someone yelled at me and then said, it's nonstick, so I should stop spraying Pam on it. Really? Oh, yeah. Then I will. It's nonstick. Yep. Then I will because every time I would open the grill, the grease or the oil would drip down and stain the countertop. And I was like, what is, George, what are you doing? Do I have to cook on a towel? You got the plastic tub you put under it. 
No, I mine didn't come with a plastic what? tub. What? No, there's no plastic tub in you mine got, unless someone threw it out. They must have threw it out because that's the essential part is you got the plastic tub that catches the grease. That's why it's at oh, an angle. Oh, no, I don't have that. I don't have that. Oh. I don't know that mine's on so much of an angle, by the way. I'm going to have to show it to you. I'll make a video gonna, and I'll show it to you. you got to send some pictures. Either you got a defective one to. or what? Maybe I did, yeah. Someone says, Jorah, it's perfect if you're a carnivore. That's fine. No, I made quesadillas on it yeah. yesterday, and it was delicious, but it just takes too long to heat up in between each quesadilla. It takes it does take a while to cool down, and mine was messy. I don't know, Adam. I'm going to have to go and look. Maybe I'll look at the box and see if there's a... I was struggling with, and I didn't know if it was just me, because you guys know I'm not really good with food anyway, if it was just me, or if everybody else is struggling Did with you the get, George Do Farmer. you have the plastic, like, spatula scraper thing? No, I don't have any of that. I just have the grill. Did they find this grill on the side of the road? Or? No, I'm going to have to look and see if there's a box somewhere where the accessories are supposed to be. I don't have any of that. The plastic tub is an essential part of the, which is why the George Foreman grill is angled in the first place, so it can drip all that grease. The, the 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 fatty grease away from it and right into the tub. All right, hold on. I'm looking at the one that the I'll have to I'll have to fu- get all of this all right. information online and figure it out. Okay. Hey, because remember I'm screwing it up. Remember Ted the uh, the uh, the teddy bear with a foul mouth. Yes, of course. There's another mm-hmm. Ted movie out. There's another no, Ted movie with out. Marky Mark. Marky right? Mark. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. find out about that because Tim Lammers, who joins us every Friday, is right around the corner. To uh, review Ted and uh, something else that's coming up. Tim is on the uh, John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. And, Tim, I'd like to introduce you to somebody. This is my coworker, <laughs> Jordana Green. Jordana, say hi to Tim uh, Lammers, who does movie, movie reviews for us every Friday. Mr. Lammers, nice to meet you. Nice Maybe in another life too. we do. Nice to meet nice you. To oh, meet honey, you I've too. missed you. I've missed you. I am you. the forgotten one. I get it. No. I get it. It's me. It's me. You've been here all along. I've been gone. <laughs> Although I did point to point out to Dave last week that I did send you a text with, you know, Happy Hanukkah yes. and Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. And you replied, mm-hmm. which of made course. me feel better because then I thought, oh, oh, she isn't. She truly isn't mad at me, is she? It wasn't you. It's not you, Tim. It's me. I just needed some vacation time. <laughs> <laughs> well, great to talk with you. Nice to meet you again. Uh, might, might have been me, frankly. You never know, Tim. There you go. There's more Adam. Yeah, it was more Adam. Uh, let's yeah. talk movies. I am excited. I, honestly, I am so excited about the the new version of Mean Girls. I was a fan of this movie. The girls and I watched it uh, multiple times. This, of course, is with Tina Fey. One more time. Let's take a listen. You could be really hot if you change, like, everything. I met a guy in the summer and I left him in the spring. Welcome to Health and Human Sexuality. We'll be getting an abstinence, of course, then followed by in the spring condoms and choking. You're learning things now that I don't know how to teach. Are you okay in there? We're concerned you're either doing drugs or having a toilet baby. Ew. <laughs> oh boy, Mean Girls has certainly grown up. Uh, did you like it, Tim? I loved it. I really did. And, you know, here's the thing. If it would have been just a remake of the 2004 movie, yes, it came out 20 years ago, that original, with uh, Lindsay Lohan, I would have said, nah. But what happened with this film is that it became a Broadway musical, and in turn, that Broadway musical became a movie musical. 
So you have that tried and true story, right? There's not much different than than the original 2000 film in terms of story, but then you enhance it with this uh, with the with the musical numbers, right? And then you get an inventive direction, and it's like, boy, this feels fresh and new, and is just as great as the original 2004 film. Are you going to see it, Adam? I didn't see the first one, so I'm not like oh really gosh. like I know, I know, I know. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, here's the thing about that, Adam though. I mean, I have it's been a number of years since I saw that original film. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to go back because I thought, well, then I'm comparing and nitpicking and all that sort of stuff. So I mean, look, even though stuff felt familiar to me watching it, it it, it felt relatively fresh. I mean, this is a sort of thing where you don't have to see that original film because, again, the story is very similar. What you won't get is you're not going to get the Rachel McAdams or the Amanda Seyfried yep. and Lacey Chabert, uh, you know, before they were really well known. Yes. You know, Lindsay Lohan's star was certainly on mm-hmm. the rise at that time. So what's great about this film is that you do have a, 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 a cast with mostly fresh faces of people that you haven't heard of. But Renee Rapp, who plays uh, Regina George, the chief, the queen bee, the chief mean girl, uh, she actually was in the role on Broadway. So you have these new talents coming in who can actually, I mean, they can really sing. So that was a smart move. You know, bring in the people. Yeah, it's one thing to bring in the familiar faces to attract people, you know, box office wise. But I want the talent. And you get the talent here. I have a... 17 and 13 year old girl would they appreciate yeah. would those two uh, girls appreciate mean uh, girls i i think that they will yes. and and uh, jordana yes. you could probably speak to yes. this too i hope they're not mean as, you know seeing this 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 the, that original movie with your girls just knowing mm-hmm. what goes on in high school and how mean people in cliques can be and they yeah. one thing that i realize obviously the movie is different because of the music but it's also different because it's 20 years later, and you realize how the mean girls and all the other mean cliques, because believe me, the high schools are full of them, <laughs> they weaponize social media. Yeah. Oh, my god! And gosh. that is the eye-opener. It's like, you know, mm. you, you know, out of sight, out of mind, yeah, you know, I've had kids go to school in the age of social media. You know, mm-hmm. thankfully, they avoided all the crap that goes along with that. But you got to realize that. It's bad enough without the social media, yeah. all the all the bullying and all that sort of stuff. Now you add that on, so it's a real eye opener in that way. But ultimately, you know, they they do make you aware and they call out that sort of behavior, which was part of the reason the original film was so great. All right, Jordana liked uh, Mean Girls, uh, the original. I uh, the original. I love uh, Ted, the movie Ted, because <laughs> I love Seth MacFarlane. My kind of humor that pushes the edge, pushes the boundaries, goes over the line. Yes, I accept that sometimes. But let's get uh, let's hear a little bit of Ted. This is a prequel series on Peacock TV. Hey, Johnny, how bad is school gonna suck? You're not gonna like it. How bad? Well, it's like getting your nuts smashed together so hard they become just one nut. You should be going to school every day with John. Uh, no, thanks. You might have fun. No, I would not have fun. I guard the house when you guys are out. <laughs> what happened to the TV? It was an accident. You're going to school and you're going to grow a brain. Oh, come on. I'm shocked uh, Dave was able to find a clip of this. Oh, uh, my God. 
Ted, the prequel series with Seth MacFarlane voicing Ted the Teddy Bear. Uh, I mean, all I hear is Peter Griffin. That's, yeah, it's That's Peter, it's Peter Griffin's guy. voice. Exactly yeah. right. I tell you Peter what, Johnny. Hey, Johnny, where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> so how yeah. how was yeah. it? Well, look, I, they were good movies, and and honestly, I laughed out loud that first episode. It's rude. It's crude. It doesn't worry about offending anybody. I, that, I'm all in on that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. If it offends you, don't watch it. Now, yeah. having said that. I watched the first three episodes. There are seven. It's on Peacock, right? Uh, the uh, Universal NBC yep. Universal streaming service, and it, it really falls off the cliff with the second episode. Just because you realize that whatever they do try to say, joke wise, isn't funny, and then it turns really mean. Oh, it's like whoa! I mean, and really? until you actually see it, Adam, I'm not going to say why. Okay. I, you know, hopefully people are going to say, you know, that's that's some cruel stuff. I mean, yes, ultimately they want to layer in something you can learn from the whole thing. I get that, but it's like, boy, you got to take a mean route to do that. I don't know. And then you get to the third one, and it's basically just a one joke series yeah. where uh, they're renting, mm-hmm. you know, porn VHS tapes because this is the 1990s. This is a prequel series where Mark Wahlberg's character is actually 16 years old. So it's basically a one-joke movie based on yeah. that particular storyline. So, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, whether I watch the rest or not, I don't know. I mean, I know what I'm getting into, and as long as you enjoy that sort of humor and and like those originals, I'm sure you'll like this series. Yeah, the the original Ted movie, you know, that was plenty of laughs. But, yeah, after you've mm-hmm. seen one Ted movie, I don't know how much yeah, more. They're, 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 we get they're the one-joke right. movie, yes. and as Jordana pointed <laughs> out, it's Peter Griffin. Yeah. It's Peter Griffin. Although I do like yeah, that voice. Oh, you're good. Thank pretty you. good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane is a really talented guy. Yes, he is. I mean, Jeez. the guy can sing. Yep. I mean, he's kind of got that old-fashioned. Yes. Uh, crooner that, voice, that, yeah. Yeah, crooner. He's a crooner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's the, that was the great part about Family Guy. I haven't watched it in a number of years, but, you know, he has those show tunes-like sensibilities, and he brings that to that series. Here, again, it's a talking teddy bear <laughs> yeah. so, with a very foul Tim, mouth. Um, but, Tim, I will have a couple more questions. I want to hear your thoughts on the Golden Globes, but also the announcement that Selena Gomez is going to play Linda this. Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt in a I, biopic. So what do you think about that choice? I love me some Selena. I love her murders in the building. Um, and I love her as an artist. But what do you think about it? I, I, I think it's a great casting move. Yeah. I posted this on my Facebook page. The minute I heard about it, I am a huge Linda Ronstadt fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it was a front row for her uh, concert with uh, Aaron Neville a number of years ago. And, um, and interviewed her uh, in 2013 for her mm-hmm. uh, Simple Dreams memoir. So, yeah. I, 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 she's one of my all-time favorite vocalists, and you're right. Who do you find to embody that person, right? Mm-hmm. The, I think the cool thing here is going to be, I think Selena is actually going to sing, because she can sing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like Rami mm-hmm. Malek voicing, or, you know, lip-syncing to um, Freddie Mercury's vocals in, um, in Bohemian Rhapsody. So I think it's an excellent casting move. I really hope, personally, that she sings Heart Like a Wheel, which is my favorite Linda Ronstadt song. Mm. I love your no good. Yeah, there's there's so many hits. Oh, they, so there hits. are. Uh, and I was mm-hmm. just putting out, how do I make you? I mean, there's just, and then that's all the stuff, you know, uh, don't know much with Aaron Neville. Mm-hmm. I mean, all mm-hmm. my life, Aaron Neville. 
she and so many genres. It, she's sung in so many different genres, including uh, traditional uh, Mexican American music or Mexican music. She's Mexican American, and mm-hmm. uh, she you know recorded that as well. I mean, she kind of marches to her own the beat of her own mm-hmm. drummer, right? So that's what I've always loved about her. Did you think? I don't know. I'm sorry. I want to jump in here, but we all watch. We watch the Golden Globes. Did you yeah. think only Murders in the Building got snubbed? And were there was there anything that jumped out at you from Golden Globes in the minute we have left? Well, I think that there's always going to be shows that you think are snubbed, and yeah, definitely that's one of my favorites. Um, I think that all the heat that's coming down on Joe Coy as the host, the guy had ten days to yeah. prepare. <laughs> you know, I, I also didn't think he was so laugh. bad. No, no. I mean, it's the critics that are ripping him apart. And again, mm-hmm. social media, that's the amazing thing. Seth MacFarlane hosted the Oscars once, and that was enough for all of the criticism. So, you know, Joe Coy, yeah, relatively no, not that big of a comedian, but obviously he took it because it's going to be a feather in his cap for his career. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't go the way he wanted it to. But I don't know who would ever want Thankless. to take on a hosting thing. You oh, know? Yeah. Thankless job. Thankless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thanks, Tim. Uh, good. Right. Good. I'm glad you got reacquainted with Jordana. And, yeah, uh, nice, to, nice meet to meet you, Jordana. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll talk again mm-hmm. soon. Thanks, <laughs> Have Tim. Thank Have a great you, weekend, buddy. Tim Lammers, uh, brought to you by uh, the fine, fine folks at uh, Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys seeking justice for the injured. You can find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com and hear more from Tim at directconversations.com. But we're not going to talk again soon. And I'm just going to have to listen on the stream because I am taking a vacation next week. I know we're going to talk a little more about that. We made it a whole week together. A whole week together. And I am. I'm going on a a girl's trip uh, next week. We'll share more about that when we return. I don't want any flack for taking vacation days, okay? I don't want a hard time. No, I'm not... Who am I to judge? Right. So uh, a friend of mine organized a girl's trip, and I am really excited about that girl's trip. Do you do boys' trips or man- men's? Should I call it a women's trip because we're not girls anymore? No, I, I think, I think we do. We, we say boys. It's a boys' trip. It's a girls' trip. Um, it's been a while. Now, well, Dave pointed out, like, I guess every year I go hunting. I guess you could call that mm-hmm. a boys' trip. I am doing one this uh, spring up to Canada with some friends of mine. Mm-hmm. That's a boys' trip. I do solo trips, but I think you raise a good point in that. I still think, even you might be totally in love with your husband or your, mm-hmm. your significant other, there's still a place for girls' trips and boys' trips. I think so too. Yeah. I think essential. You come back to your family more refreshed. I also think it strengthens bonds of friendship. You know, as grown-ups, we don't, unless you make time for, you know, a cards night or a dinner or a, a happy hour, whatever it is, unless you make, well, I play Mahjong with three women, we try to do it every week, we don't do it every week, unless you make that official time in your weekly or monthly, you don't have the bonds we did in high school or college, you know, where you're living with friends or even right after college, because our families are very important, if not most important. So I honestly think that trips with, you know, just friends mm-hmm. are so important to strengthen those bonds. And Mark made a joke. Oh, I might tag along. And I looked at him and I said, you're not invited. No, you won't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because I think that the a spouse, be, and we're going to a friend who has a place, we're staying in her home. 
Um, she's got a whatever, an extra place there. Um, I think if her husband were there or any other husbands were there, I think it would ruin the vibe. Oh, totally. Uh, then it's no longer totally. a girl's trip. Totally. Right? It's, and it's not because you're doing stuff that you don't want your husband to know about. It's just because no. this is these are my friends' groups, and you're killing the vibe, dude. Right, right. You even talk about things that you wouldn't talk about. Right. It with your spouse there, like of course you, you bitch about, about your spouses, you about your children. You yeah. bitch about your spouses. That's Mark, acceptable. You're perfect. You're perfect. But yes, no, and and but what I I think that is so necessary, and we know we have a loneliness epidemic in this country, and some of it is because we haven't kept up with those friendships because relationships take work, and that's why, given the opportunity, uh, when she invited me, I was like, yes, I this is so important. I haven't done a girls' trip, at, but, but since. Um, I, we did one like this a year or two ago uh, with a similar group of girls, and um, I hadn't done that, you know, since I had been married before that. And I think it takes a toll. Having small kids, you know, takes a toll on adult relationships, and I am super excited about going, so making time for that. Where do you stand on a solo trip? Would you take a solo trip? Um, I don't know. I, I like traveling for the experience, and I also like sharing the experience, mm-hmm. So, mm, I mean, maybe in my younger years, I might have done it. But now, I think I'd want to share that experience with, with somebody. Got it. What about you? I, I Would you do a solo trip? Absolutely. I have done it. I've done, uh, okay. let's see, three over the last couple of years. So, okay. yeah, I love it. Is it because Jen didn't want to go? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Kind of, she, doesn't, she doesn't like my music. So. Oh, but, yeah. That's right. to see a band. Okay. I, I thought you meant like to travel for a week somewhere. Oh, no, no, no. But I would. I think yeah. I would. Uh, I saw a figure today that shocked me about the number of alcohol deaths in Minnesota. Do you know mm. they've doubled since 2009? Crazy. Uh, we want to find out why. We'll talk to somebody from uh, Hazelden Betty Ford next after the news on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 